I'm taking just a brief moment to tell you about Anchor, which is the platform that I am using to record my podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free? There are also certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your iPhone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and have fun doing it. Welcome to Life Struggles, a podcast to educate, laugh, and sometimes cry at our own life struggles and maybe even yours. In each episode, we will pick a life-struggling topic that we have experienced and studied on our subject. At the end, we would appreciate any questions and we'll answer your questions on our next episode. Please leave us a review. And if you love us, we would appreciate if you share us. Hello everyone. So today we're going to talk to you ladies that are 40 and over about weight loss, fitness, gyms, the whole nine yards. And I have Carol on the other line. She has a lot of experience in all that and so do I. So we might have some different opinions here, but that's okay. That's what it's all about. Let's see if we can't help you win some life struggles. Hey, Carol. Hi, Christy. What's up? Tropical storm. <laughs> <laughs> Possible hurricane, wind, rain, excitement. <laughs> did you get your run in this morning? Yes, I did. Good. Yep. Good. So you're that's, just stuck in your bedroom and that should be nice sleeping. Yes. I Yeah, I am actually in my room this time because if I was in my car, the sound of the rain and the oh wind would have been real bad. <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. But <laughs> don't you find yourself being able to sleep good in rain? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I also like soothing voices too. <laughs> Yeah, we noticed that, huh? <laughs> so, you guys, just in case you want to know, we got together last night to discuss, among other things, what we were going to do our podcast on, and she fell asleep on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a 10-minute power nap. She needed it. <laughs> and yet, what's funny is you were still there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I knew she'd wake up. Well, I text her. So I thought I this was just me thinking if I text her phone's gonna vibrate and that's gonna wake her up. Not really. But I don't think it did, but she woke up anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, come on. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Well, at least this time you admitted falling asleep. The last time she fell asleep on me. I fall asleep all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this time I remember I woke up because I was wetting the Greek yogurt with the chocolate syrup on it. Yes. Did you have some today? I had it last night. I had it last night and I've had it two nights in a row. But it's like the simply syrup. It's I got sugar free Greek yogurt and uh, I got uh, the simply syrup. Now I got zero. There's zero sugar Hershey syrup. So you can trick your mind thinking it's like you're eating the chocolate. It's not bad at all, but I couldn't find it at the store. So I got something called simply something with Hershey's and it's got just five ingredients. So I don't know. I'm really devastated because I found out gummy bears and raisins have the same amount of sugar in them. Mm -hmm. It's like per serving it's 129 and 130, but raisins have more fiber. So I'm hunkered down in a tropical storm trying to give up gummy bears and I have raisins instead, and it's an epic fail. And I have no gummy bears, but I have raisins. <laughs> Your go-to hurricane food, man, <laughs> raisins. Oh my god, yeah, that's not good. So knowing that I could have had the gummy bears, but I'm going to try to quit the gummy bears because that's—I always have one little thing that's got to be a problem, and it's getting out of control. So I have a friend that's ordering them once a month on a regular basis in a three pound bag (laughs) and I'm not kidding you. And there's a little canister waiting for me when we Netflix so I can snack on them. And he actually has to hold me back because I (laughs) eat way too many. And I have a friend that in that actually does podcasts that has that same exact problem with gummy bears. <laughs> and there's so. so many different kinds. There's the street gummy gar- bears, the Harboro ones. They're kind of hard. And then there's a, like the Albanese or whatever. They're German and they're softer. Then there's organic Black Forest ones. Then the dollar store has unicorn ones. It's just crazy. I, yeah, we could go a whole podcast on us. She's got the unicorn ones. Then she's got the gummy worms that are sugar coated. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, they got. I don't like the sugar coated. I don't like the sour ones. They have Walmart has gummy bears. They're really soft. The Dollar General has them. They're pretty good. Um, it's pretty bad that I know more about gummy bears than I do actual nutrition. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that's been on my mind for the last two months, you know. It's the snack of choice because it doesn't, you think it doesn't have any calories. But it does. Hey, I have my um, women's one-a-day one vitamins and gummies. Does that count? No. 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 So I, I can't you... have more than one. <laughs> no, those are expensive gummies then. You don't want to overpay on gummies. There's a, there's, there's yeah, a proportion of... This is one-a-day vitamin. Yeah but, you, yeah, but you said you can't eat more than one of those because the... Well, you can't anyway, right? Because that's you only what get I said. One. Can I please? <laughs> See, I couldn't do I couldn't do gummy vitamins because I'd want more than one, and it would take me. It's like a, it's like, what is it? A gateway drug? It's a gateway gummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gateway gummy. It gets you like, okay, I had my vitamin. Now I got to be bad. <laughs> but there's strawberry orange. 
Okay, new mm. topic because I don't have gummy bears here and I'm not driving in the tropical <laughs> storm. And Walmart's on, I all I got to do is go down Royal Palm and cross the street and Walmart's there. And so and, are my gummy bears. And are they making everybody stay in? No, it's Florida. It's kind of like when they, when the her I saw people posting like visitors from up north are like, oh, the people in Florida are not worried, but the forecasters are like going crazy, you know, scaring us. And well, here's the thing. One, they're trying to scare you back north. <laughs> it's too, too crowded <laughs> down go. here, man. We've got a window of opportunity to get your asses back up north so we can get our beaches back. And two, the other thing is um, kind of like when you're, in a snowstorm, remember the polar vortex we had? And anytime mm -hmm. we're expecting snow, it's like, oh, it's going to be six inches. Oh, it's going to be five inches. And kids are wanting to know if we're going to get out of school. And next thing you know, it's like there's a dusting, you know, it right. missed us. So the weather casters, you know, they have boring jobs. And when something like this happens, it's, it's fun for them. So I say, let them go, <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> it's kind of exciting. Everybody gets, and I think they're in with Walmart and Kroger's and, and Publix and all that, you know, for the snow and the hurricanes, it's like, we get some marketing thing. We can get people out and buying stuff. Yep. Probably. So I didn't have to work today, so it wasn't a problem for me. I didn't have to worry about grocery stores and stuff. Well, some of us did have to work, and it was crappy. The weather wasn't, but today. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and have a really good podcast here. And first of all, I want you to tell them what kind of experience you have at the gym. Which one I had a, you mean like uh, just in in general? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. The first time I went to the gym, my kids were younger. I put them into a couple of classes so I could get them distracted. Went with my sister, kind of did a buddy thing, <clears throat> and uh, she had lost some weight, so she was trying to inspire me, motivate me, and it didn't work. <laughs> it, it got to be, you know, trying to hassle, you know, getting two or three kids, the oldest one could stay home, but, you know, getting them in classes, sometimes they were excited to go, sometimes they didn't, sometimes they had homework. Um, it was just hard. Um, I don't think I lost much weight at all. Um, and, and the money was an, ob an obstacle as well, but not that big of a deal. But for some it is, but I know it was something that I worried about continuing because, um, you know, when you have an unexpected expense like a car or something with a house, you know, well, there goes your gym for the month or, you know, something has to go. And usually it's your, um, your in entertainment or extra income, you know, you got to cut somewhere. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people before they cut going out to eat or the movies, they're going to cut that gym. They'll be like, Hey, right. I'll cut my gym membership. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> we'll let that go. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Um, so after that, um, you know, I, um, got tired of being fat. I was a 4th of July weekend. That's why my anniversary, um, tomorrow is my nine years of being, um, where I chose to say no more being, heavy. I need to lose some weight. Um, I was sitting at my dad's house and we were all having fried chicken. It was Kentucky fried chicken. And my stepsister was eating it and she's, um, fit. And I'm like, how can you do that? And she's like, well, Carol, I run so I can eat. And I'm like, huh, 
that sounds interesting. (laughs) And she likes to run. So what I did is knowing that at 236 pounds, running was not an option. I didn't even want to walk half the time. So um, I called my dad on my way home and I said, you know what? I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get me uh, iPod shuffle. I'm going to get some tunes. I'm going to walk outside and I'm going to lose this weight. And um, I know like two days later after I got what I needed, um, I ran across the street to the cemetery from where I lived. It's um, the front part of it's like a track. It's circular where the entryways are to the tombstones and stuff. My house is right across the street. So my kids were older, but what I could do is if they needed me, turn the porch light off. I had it on, turn the porch light off if you need mom, but it better be important. They loved it that I was gone, but nearby I put on my tune from years because of the kids. I'm like, wow, there's my music. I haven't heard in 20 years. Wow. This is great. So I enjoyed myself and I walked. And while I walked, I um, had been an aerobic instructor, had my own business in 1984 or five, took my aerobics and deconstructed it. Um, got creative. I, while I was walking, I did arm movements that you would do while you were running in place doing aerobics. Um, I did that every day when I walked or every night, it was usually night, um, for 45 minutes, not thinking about what my results could be. I was just thinking I'm multitasking and getting some stuff done because my arms were just hanging there. After a while, I had the energy from walking to jog. And I remember it was Justin Bieber's and Nicki Minaj, Beauty and the Beat. Um, it was snowing and I'm like, I'm going to try to not just jog, but I'm going to run. And I ran five times around, which equaled almost a mile. And I cried and I was just like, oh my God, look what I can do. And I'm like, I was just so happy because I did this year round because I didn't go to the gym. I had it convenient. I just put on what I was starting with my husband's at the time, husband's clothes, his sweats, his sweatshirts, my sweatshirts, mine were bigger than his, um, and I just layer and I go out in the snow. I go out when it's sprinkled. Um, you know, there were times when I'd see the weather channel to check to see, you know, how long it was, how cold it was. And it'd be, and if you go outside, the frostbite will get you in 30 minutes and your extremities will fall off. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do sit-ups, you know, and I go back <laughs> inside. But uh, I bundled up and I stayed out in front of the cemetery and I got up to doing 35 laps uh, jogging slash running. And I realized I couldn't keep track <laughs> I was like, was that 35 or 36? And I'm like, how long have I been out here? Because I keep going. I kept thinking I can't cheat myself. So I would say, okay, that's 36, 36, 39. And I'm like, well, Jesus, how many? So I decided to run from the power box at my house to the end of Queenwood and Fourth. And that was exactly a mile. So like one lap was two miles. And I always passed my house. That was like the beginning point and the end point. So it was the same pretext, only my lap was bigger. And so I got up to 12 miles that I could do. And I felt really good about it. And I lost 96 pounds, but my back kind of had a problem. I was signed up for a 10K. Couldn't, I was, I, I had it in 10 days and my back, I just couldn't run. I sat down on the toilet to pee, woke, got back up and my back hurt so bad. When I stepped, I had some pain, went to the prompt care was lucky enough to have a triathlon amateur athlete there. She uh, instructed me on what to do. Get your butt in the gym. You need to diversify, diversify. You need to get on the bike, get in the pool. And so that's what I did. And within 10 days, my um, 
my injury was much better and I was able to do the 10 K and I was really happy about that. Um, I did pain management with like Tylenol and the leave. Um, but I just, she said, what I did was I was using the same muscles over and over again, because I was running at the time, eight miles, six days a week. And that's all I did. Yeah, that's all I was doing. It was 48 miles a week. And I was doing that for two months. And that's when my back went. So then I got into the gym. And I was kind of the lone wolf there. And I remember this one young guy come up to me and his name was Trent. And I'll never forget. He was very motivated me big time. He's like, Hey, I've seen you a couple of times here. You're new. I'm like, yeah. He goes, my name is Trent. Nice to meet you. He goes, I'm not trying to be a pervert and pick you up. I just want to tell you, I have never, (laughs) he's like, he goes, he's not, he was being cool. He goes, I just wanted to tell you, I'm not trying to pick you up. He goes, what I'm telling you is I, I have never seen a, a woman work out like you. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you've got results. He goes, he goes, and you're here consistently he's like and you can and he's like even the time that you started here I can tell because I was doing one thing now I'm doing other things and my body just like bam just started taking to it and um uh all these other muscles were coming you know and it's like he he was he gave me a compliment of telling me that I worked differently than other women my mindset was different than other women I was consistent and I had my eating consistent at the, with the same program. Um, I had, it took me one year and six months to lose the 96 pounds. Okay. Let's Uh, stop right there. Okay. So there's a couple things that we need to talk about with that. Number one, not everybody is going to go outside overweight in front of everybody and run nor are they going to go to a gym because they all say that people stare at them, which is absolutely ridiculous because as far as I'm concerned, if somebody's in the gym, then they are there to improve themselves and who has the right to stare or judge because at least they're doing something about it. But that doesn't, because I feel that way, doesn't help them feel better because they do have people stare at them. They do have people make um, comments to them. And they have even seen them like snicker at them. So did that ever happen to you? Um, well, what happened was, um, <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, with me, I did it at night. Because one, my work schedule, because in the morning was not an option, had to get the kids to school. I was a crossing guard. I had to be up early. Um, but at night, I looked forward to it. I, what I did was it's my music. It's like my time away from the kids and the husband and the dishes. I'm like, got to go. I'm working out. And, I, and it was a, a viable. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about it. It was a good excuse to go outside. Nobody could give me a hard time. It's like, well, mom's outside. You know, she's working out. Nobody could see me because there was this huge trees. There weren't a lot of lights. I was safe. I was right by my house. I was in a cemetery. And um, I I mean, in front of the cemetery, nobody's paid attention. People are driving and they're not watching me. And it's dark out. And I had dark clothes on. And I just did my thing. I was walking down the sidewalk. People could see me. But, you know, people didn't say too much. Um, 
when I got to. So you're saying that you were doing this in the dark? Yeah, most of the time, I'd say 75% of the time. And then on weekends or days that I had off, I would do it in the morning, you know, or if I had somewhere to go at night, I would do it according to my schedule. And I kind of didn't care what people thought. Um, that when I was heavy, I started in the summer, I started like in July, I just put on my, my clothes and, and, and stuff and went out there and did my tunes. And I just focused on what I had to do. And I don't, and I think because I, you know, I was doing my workout and everybody walks in Wharton and everybody jogs and nobody, I'm just one of many people. Like when you go into a gym, I just wanted people outside doing my thing, you know? And then when I started losing weight, people didn't think anything of it. They're just like, wow, she's out there again. And everybody's like, I see you on fourth all the time. I see you on fourth all the time. Then they're honking and waving at me, not just because I'm the crossing guard, but it's also because they're like, you're always on fourth. You're on fourth with the crossing guard. You're on fourth working out. You live on fourth street. You own fourth street. And I say, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, and I had no problem jogging. Um, when I jog, I wear my kitty hat with the face on it and the ears. Um, sometimes I'd wear funky clothes and, um, uh, I would wear, uh, in the, what's funny is that if it was 40 degrees or above in the wintertime, even if there was snow, like a lot of snow and it was melting 40 degrees, I would go out in a tank top and shorts, my running shoes, a hat and gloves. And that was because I, that first mile I tried to, wear, I I'd get hot. My body would get, you know, it was chilly the first mile, but if I'm doing six, eight miles, I was, um, getting warm and I didn't like being sweaty and I didn't like running with a lot of clothes. So I, you know, I did get stairs at the beginning because it's 40 degrees in February and Carol's running up and down fourth street in shorts and a tank top, you know, but people got used to me and they ended up just, you know, like waving at me and just, and I saw my weight loss and like, nobody's going to argue with something that's working, let her go, you know? Okay, and ladies. It, so listen up. <laughs> Carol is giving a totally different story than I have. I have a personal gym that I work with people one-on-one -on -one, and they come on to me for the one-on-one -on -one because all this stuff has happened to them in gyms. She has not obviously experienced this. Um, as you can tell in her voice, She's, she's confident. I have no idea how. Um, I haven't <laughs> met yet a confident woman who is overweight that would go out in public um, and do what she's doing. So what I have to say is that she had to have a good mindset and she had to have the will. There's no I way without those two things she could have done that. I didn't care what people think because you know what? I was invisible because when you're fat, you feel invisible. When I was crossing guard, um, I love everybody there. Everything was cool, but everybody just, ah, it's Mrs. Kirk. Nobody, you know, I, I was invisible. I felt invisible. Um, when I lost weight, I was treated different and I wasn't invisible. And I, I'm just saying, because I felt invisible, I felt like I had nothing to lose. Nobody was looking at me anyway. That's my okay, point. So you weren't really invisible. You just felt like you're invisible. Oh, yeah. So you don't even know if people were looking. Um, I Oh, I'm sure they were. There was a comment on Facebook because um, as I started to drop the weight and I enjoyed my music and um, 
I would dance <laughs> at the end of my run. I would do some ab stuff with, I had a little, I had some like, that was my favorite part at the end. I would call up my cool down and um, it was part of my aerobics that I used to do. And um, I didn't care if people looked or not, but I had some kid, some guy on Facebook was like, Hey, there was some old lady dancing out by the cemetery. And I'm like, it was me. And then I said, block. <laughs> that was like my only really bad experience, but it was somebody on Facebook called me out for dancing. And I was just like, you know what, if he's going to be like throwing comments at me, I'm just going to block him right now because he's like, Bleh. but it's just like, I said, I think somebody commented. So just let her go. <laughs> it's like, Hey, but I, was just doing my aerobic stuff and i was behind the evergreen tree pretty much nobody can see me but he must have caught a glimpse or something or maybe i sashayed out there a little too far and he saw me i don't know but i didn't care um i enjoy dancing and i enjoy zumba which i used to do at my gym but um uh aerobics was dancing some some dance moves and stuff and i went back to that to help me with putting the dots together to get the fitness um, structure that worked for me to help me lose the weight. And it was consistent. I, it was consistent, a pound, half a pound, two pounds a week. I mean, bam, except for Christmas when the holidays, I think I gained six pounds and then I turned around and lost six more. So, um, but everybody has a little issue there, but I mean, I was consistent and that's because I kept my mindset. Food is fuel. It's not for entertainment. It's not for comfort. And uh, working out and exercise is to um, get your body and your mind going, get your energy. It's a, you got to have both of them. Okay, ladies. So this is what I was trying to get a point across. Um, I myself, so kudos to you because I was not trying to lose but 30 pounds and I had bad experiences. That was because of my self-confidence. So I, whether they were looking at me or not, I thought they were. Um, so I understood these women. That's why I opened up a personal gym one-on-one -on -one so they could be behind walls and not worry about anybody looking at them. They could go at their own pace um, and not feel bad about it. And that's what I want to get across to everybody is it still goes back to you have to have the right mindset, which means that you have to think positive and you have to want to do this and say, I can do this to yourself. I don't think there's very many people that want to lose weight that could do it without the proper mindset. It, and it's not just with weight loss. That's with anything, quitting bad habits, period. Same way with food. Um, you don't have to have a negative attitude to to start eating right, but you have to have the willpower. You got to trick your mind is what, that's what I did. Which is again, you, mindset. Right. Right. 
And you just pick, you pick healthier choices and you just get yourself to adapt to the taste. Um, and so, you realize that some of the taste you're getting is not even, it's not good for you. It's chemicals. Well, and we can go into that. But the other thing that I wanted to clarify, something that I did to help me because I absolutely love food, period, all food. Um, so it had to, well, actually what happened happened was somebody told me and it doesn't matter if you guys believe in the bible or not but it's just the story that they told me was that god created food for our nutrition not for our taste and if you remember that that's what food is for and you eat just for fuel for your body instead of for pleasure that that could really help you so you can take the word god out of there and just remember that all the things on the earth that haven't been contaminated by now with all of your sprays and all that really are made for us to use to give our body nutrition not for pleasure, not for us to overeat, which is also harmful to your body. So it's all those things. And what I needed to do was to make a list, which I found helped me a lot. So if I had, like the night before, I would write down, this is what I'm going to get accomplished tomorrow. But the very first thing was always some kind of inspiration for myself because many of us especially if you're feeling bad because you're overweight might have some depression in there and it could get worse to where you don't even want to get out of bed to get out there and run or walk or go to the gym and we let that continue to go on so this writing it down the first thing I said was get up and take a shower, even though you take a shower when you're done <laughs> working out, get up and take a shower. Cause that wakes you up and gets you moving and gets you going. And then when I walked to that, to the bathroom to take a shower there on the mirror was a big note that said, congratulations, you made your first step. And so it just went on like that. And I just found that those kind of things helped me. And now it's your turn. Um, let's see. I started like whenever the kids, whatever the kids got to eat because they ate what they ate, I would match it with like lean cuisines or smart ones. I needed to bring my weight down. And I knew I couldn't go right to super duper healthy. So what I did is I took baby steps. Um, sometimes it was canned fruit to get me to the natural fruit on certain things. I loved mandarin, mandarin oranges for a while, you know, mm -hmm. and um, lean cuisines and smart ones. Now you've got even more choices, which are even healthier. It's like that. I mean, lean cuisines are eh. It was more about dropping that weight because I needed that motivation. I needed to see results, but I also knew 20 years of being, um, which technically I was obese. That's what the doctor said, being that, that heavy. Um, I had to see results and I had to, um, 
match the food. It would, I had to trick my mind. My mac and cheese was mac and cheese. I would take it my food to um, birthday parties and stuff at the beginning. Um, to you know, if they were having fried chicken, I'd find a chicken type of uh, lean cuisine, or you know, and I'd have a salad with it, or I'd bring a baked potato, like a russet potato. Um, and, and I, I would switch up and I'm like, okay, now we're going to try avocados or now we're, so I can, and then I, it's like, I started feeling better. I started, I started saying, you know what? I'd rather feel better for all day than to feel good for the time I'm just eating this. Mm-hmm. And that's a, what I still do. It's like, I can eat this and feel good for, you know, 15 minutes and then feel like eh, mentally and physically or I can um, eat um, consistently like this. And then holidays or certain days, I don't have a cheat day, so to speak, but like, okay, for example, my birthday, I did the six pancakes, the half a cake and a half a cookie over a three day period of time. But I hadn't had pancakes in almost um, over eight years. I had, and cause I gave up what I call bread and bread like foods. If it was made out of bread or was a bread like type of thing, like French toast or a dinner roll, um, making a sandwich, I didn't eat it. Um, I said, there's other options out there. So I saw other options and my pasta was the normal pasta, but now I go to like the chickpea pasta, the red lentil pasta, the black bean pasta. Um, but it took and by me the years. way, there is keto bread out there now that is actually only one gram of carb. Well, that's the and thing with me. That's just came out though. Well, the thing is, it could, what's, what my problem is, is it doesn't, it, it, no matter what, how good it is, if it is a bread, it triggers me um, to, then I'll go to a different bread. That's what my problem is. It's not about being, uh, it's about the being the bread, because then I'll venture off and I'll end up with, in, a, in the, in the aisle with the Hawaiian rolls with my face in it, smelling the sweetness of what those things are making a sandwich because it's, it's my mind works kind of funny with, with the bread. I'll venture off to something else. So I have to stay away from bread because it, that's my big, big, big besides sugar. That's my big trigger. And that's Um, mine too. But I can't, but I can't buy, I can't buy any kind of bread because it's the shape of it. It's the idea of it. It's not just the taste and what I can do with it. It's just, it's just, it's the thought of what I did with it in the past. You see what I'm saying? Making a sandwich and I'll just venture off. I just know that's just what happens with me sometimes. Like with, um, you know, I understand that it, it doesn't happen with me because the bread's actually good and it makes a good sandwich. And I know that, and it's the only thing that I ever will buy. It's, I, I stay away from the rest of it. But that took me a good two years to convince myself not to even cheat with bread. Because what would end up happening was once you get rid of certain foods that, that your body was used to, when you start again, like, like if you totally didn't have something for a year and you started again, it can do one of two things. It can either trigger you to start eating that period again, or it can make you sick. Oh yeah. There's a lot of foods that make me sick now. Right. Or just, or just make me uncomfortable. Right. You know? And it's like, yuck. And I, it's like, I can't, I can't. And, that's, and there's that's not your body talking saying, right. Uh-uh. 
and there's not a lot of things I can put on a sandwich anymore because um, I don't do the meat thing since I went to the meat locker. <laughs> Stupid boss. <laughs> that ruined meat for me. Took me six years to get rid of Coke Zero. Um, I mean, I could quit drinking for 29 years, but Coke Zero, man, I was hanging on to that like really bad. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, do you want to, do you want a whiskey? No, give me a Coke Zero. <laughs> it's just like, that was my bad. <laughs> but I, I quit that. And that's a good, because the lady that owned the gym kept telling me, you want to lose that extra five or 10 pounds, Carol, you got to get rid of that Coke Zero. That Coke Zero is making that little, you know, cause I'm like, my abs, what's going on? She's like, it's that Coke Zero, you know, right. so it doesn't matter if it's diet soda, regular soda. She goes, you're almost better off drinking regular soda. She goes, uh, diet soda actually has more sugar in it than regular soda. Yeah. Well, that's what she was saying. She, I mean, she, she didn't tell me that. She just said, you know, regular soda is almost like better for you than diet soda. She may right. as well just drink that. And when she put it that way, I'm like, I'm done, <laughs> you know? And I, and it was like in November, I quit drinking it when I went to Tampa. I was just, I, you know, had to walk to the grocery store. I wasn't going to haul it back. And I just got rid of it. And I just never did it again. But, um, so here's but, what I think we should do. Um, and I think it, it'll help people make it easier instead of looking I want to lose weight so I look good how about I want to lose weight because I want to feel good because I want to live longer because I want to be able to do things and I continue to eat like this I'm going to have health problems. And maybe that might be a little bit better than I want to look good. Because even women that look good find something wrong with the way they look. The, um, when when I, I had the doctor, it was like my third visit to the ER in a year mm -hmm. and a half. And he told me I needed to lose 50 pounds. And mm -hmm. I remember the nurses saying, we don't have time to weigh her. We'll just guess. And they guessed 250. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I ain't no 250. <laughs> I, the last time I was at the doctor, it was like 235 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, really, Carol, you're closer to 250 than you are 200. Just shut up and listen to what they got to say. And so he told me, you're hypertension. You could get diabetes. You've been coming in here with panic attacks. We think they might be heart attacks and blah, blah, blah. You know, we think it when you come in, we don't know because you're a woman. They have to check you out like a heart right. attack, you know. Right. So my doctor, two months before I did my weight loss, was wanting me to do this. And then my lunch lady pants, 1820s was the size, were too tight. And I'm like, hey, I need to, I don't want to, school's going to start in August and I'm an 1820 and I don't even know where to find these in Walmart in the department past 1820. So I'm like, where do I go? And just let's cut back a little bit this summer. But I had lost over 20 pounds when I went back to school and it just got easier. I did not have a goal. I just wanted to get into my lunch lady pants things started happening and I just kept getting more excited about it, more motivated. I kept coming up with ideas to keep it fresh and, and my food choices. I felt like I had a winning program just for me. Um, and as far as um, I didn't even realize about my bikini body until I put on a matching, it was a good laundry day. I had a matching bra and panties and I looked in the mirror to put my pants on and they were black and black. And I'm like, wow, I can put, it was February. I'm like, I can pull off a bikini. 
I'm 50 something years old. I can. So I got on to, that day. I went to Target online on Target and ordered a black bikini. And I get one every year now from Target, I, from Sun and Shade. I get a black bikini because I that was not a goal. I had no goal for a bikini. I had no goal for a weight. I stopped when um, I had to. And then I had the thyroid cancer thing. So it was like, <laughs> you know, I had other things. But the um, but I go up and down between 140 and 150. Um, it just depends on what I'm doing and my activity level. And um, as far as the gym goes, um, I was uncomfortable because I didn't know anybody. But and I just did my own thing. But then I made friends there. And then um, a lot of gyms like, okay, Planet Fitness, no judgment zone, um, where I went at Impact Fitness, um, very family oriented, very accommodating. And the people there were great as far as helping each other, talking to each other. And I'm one, if I see, you know, I would always walk up to, it's like, excuse me, but I noticed your butt looks really good. And I just wanted to tell you, and at first you think they're going to be offended, but they're like, Oh my God, thank you. Cause you know what? Nobody tells if they wait to think they have to be at their goal. But if you give somebody, if you see somebody that's making some steps, if you, if, even if you don't know them and you're at the gym and you see them every day, they're, you're there at the same time. I've, I've always put myself out there and I'll say, your butt looks great. Or I, you're, you've lost, how much have you lost? I know you've lost how much. And she's like, Oh, you know, they'll say, nobody's asked me, but you know, and, and I'll do that. And it, it's like, I was kind of like the cheerleader at the gym. It's crazy, but well, I, I, but I couldn't say help because I never, I, I only did it for two months when I decided that I might as well just use my own gym and feel good about myself. But two months, I went to Planet Fitness, and not one single person ever talked to me. Yeah, Stared well, you know, me, but they didn't talk to me. Oh yeah, they they even here in Sarasota. Um, okay, example about a week ago, I was staring at this one girl. I was on the on the stairmaster, and she had phenomenal arms, and she looked like the waitress from the um, show King of king of queens the waitress that wanted to kick uh kevin james butt in the show and because she looked with the braids and everything if you had to see the show to see it but that's what first contacted me she looked like somebody i saw on tv and then her arms were like wow she's phenomenal and she was i thought maybe 30s maybe early 40s and she uh was working out and i caught her staring at me and i was staring at her and i'm like wow are we gonna square off in the parking lot or something well, as I was walking by her, she got on the Stairmaster again and I, I walked past her. Then I backed up and I said, excuse me. And I made her take her earbuds out. And I said, I just got to tell you, your arms are phenomenal. <laughs> and she goes, she takes her earbuds out and she laughs. She goes, oh my God, I saw you the other day. She goes, oh my God. She goes, I want to, she goes, I want to be like you when I'm your age. And I'm like, well, thank you because <laughs> she's younger than me but but her name's elizabeth and we swapped numbers but at first you know we're looking at each other but i but i went up to her and i that's just how i am because i remember how it is to i mean i taught aerobics back in the 80s so i guess it's a little bit in me but i mean the she she was really nice and she she was talking about her arms and she's like I, you know i love your arms and we were you know and it's like how long you've been working out we both had lost weight we each had a story and the thing is um if you feel like you can't approach somebody in the gym but i actually had a guy come up to me and go you know when you do this when you lift with your your hands like that if you don't move your wrist so much you'll 
you're not risk so much injury. And I'm looking at him like, my arms are bigger than you. You need to go sit down, boy. <laughs> but I'm like, I was really nice to him. I'm like, well, thank you. And you know what? He was right, though. The way I was doing it, the way I did it his way felt better on my arms. Like, and, and, he, and he did help me, but I was like, who are you talking to little boy? <laughs> but, but, you know, he was, he was, he, he came up to me and he talked. Um, but um, the whole gym experience, I've, I've run into like a pro um, bodybuilder. Her name's Morgan. She had phenomenal arms too. And she was working out at my home gym in Morton. And I walked up to her and I'm like, I love your arms. How, how do you do your body? Cause I just want to learn. And, and she had a story too. And um, we ended up doing selfies together and I put her on my Facebook and we were friends and she told me, you know, and she's 40 and Elizabeth is 42. I'm 58. Um, and I always start by picking out and I always go with my arms with these women because one, I'm an arm girl, but two, because um, I want them to know that I, that um, I respect their work. And I also respect anyone else. Like if, even if I don't see a lot of result from somebody, if I see them at a class at Zumba every day, or if I see them at my spin class every day, I go up to them and I tell them, you know, cause I look at their face and I, cause I was there. That's why I talked to them because I was there. I know what it feels like. Well, I'm, I'm not trying tell to you something. What are you talking in the the gym in Morton? Impact Fitness, yes. Okay. Um, and Gold so Gym. I've been I to understand. both. I understand. We're talking about Morton. Um, a lot of these people aren't going to be anywhere near us. But this this Morton is in Illinois, and it's a very small town. It's actually where I grew up. And I came to Pekin, which is about seven miles away from Morton. And if I mention the word that I'm from Morton, they say, oh, you're a snob. Immediate judgment. (laughs) And I'm just here to tell you that, that in Morton, when I went to the gym there, I had people that were nicer to me. That didn't know me. This was after years after I left Morton and moved. And, you know, since I was getting really bad vibes in Pekin, really bad. And yet they're the ones saying Morton are snobs, but they were the snobs here. So you have to, you have to learn, first of all, not to listen to people. And really, I had to quit looking at people because I could see the judgment. If I didn't hear it, I could see it. And it made me want to leave. So I'm, I'm begging you guys. I know that, that Carol sounds so excited and like she had all these good experiences. But I'm telling you, I'm in Pekin and I'm having all these women that are not having good experiences. And they want to know how to make it into a good experience. So, I, Carol, I don't know what to say because never have I heard anybody <laughs> that had a good experience, especially that was that much overweight. Well, when I walked into the gym this with after 
the first time at Gold's, I had my kids with me. I had my sister. I was so distracted with my own business. I didn't pay any attention to anybody looking at me. So I was always busy. I'm always doing my own thing with my kids. And then when I got to Impact Fitness, I had already lost the weight. But I also, when you, when you, when you have lost your weight and you've got, reached your goals, you also get looked at differently, too, in a, in a judgy way. I went to Riverplex to go to the pod to get my BMI done in the, in the pod thing. And if you go there, it's through OSF. It's like a weight center thing or something. I don't know. My insurance covered it if they could find a problem, but I didn't care. I wanted to go into the pod and get my BMI uh, correctly done as close as I could. Um, and it was like 19.6 is what it was. And um, I, I wanted to do all the different options I had, like at Five Star Nutrition, at my gym. Anyway, long story short, I go to the receptionist. The nurse comes out. She sits there. Can I ask you why you're here? I said, excuse me. Well, this is for people with weight problems. I said, yeah. I said, I have a problem. Um, my gym, the lady that owns the gym is very knowledgeable. She was concerned about my BMI. At the time, I didn't know it, but I had thyroid cancer. My gym um, friend, she sent me to this place or told me to get this done and gave me some tools and knowledge. I followed through with it. And they did find issues with my blood work. They found issues with my calcium. And so my insurance covered it. And um, the late, and, but see, that's, I wasn't there because I was fit. I wasn't there because I was fat. I, I mean, I was there for my health. And, but the lady, that's what it was for is your health. But a lot of heavy people go there. Probably 98% of the people there go are heavy. And, but I felt like I was discriminated again because against, because I, I, I was against the norm that went in there, but I still had a problem and I could, I was having issues. It wasn't like gaining weight or anything. It's just that I was so lean and they wanted to make sure it was for a healthy lean and not, I had cancer and I had hyperparathyroidism. So I had some issues. And if I wouldn't have listened to my doctors, you know, and everything, and everybody looked at me like, oh yeah, you can't have cancer because you're so, you look so healthy. Well, yeah, but that's not the point. I mean, health is, is not what, not all about what you look like. It's what's going on with you and how you feel. And I also didn't feel right. So I was just trying to get answers. And this was one of the tools that I did to get that. And all I did is looked at the lady and it's like, I don't care how much it could, well, your insurance may not cover it. Cause we don't think, you know, if nothing's wrong and she was surprised something was wrong. And I told her, I said, I don't care about the money. I just want to find answers. And that's why when I go to gyms, I go do things like I did a rock climbing thing at first ascent. I've never done that before. I went on the newbie wall. I didn't care if people looked at me. I got looked at, and, but I was having fun. I even went to a class with other people and all shapes and sizes and kids and adults. And we had to put the harness on and we climbed up the walls, you know, and I fell on my face one time. I, I had a blast. I do Zumba classes. I can't dance like Debraca does, but I had a good time. And heck, half the time I would go walk into a class Everybody would get up and get on the cycle or they would stand up and get in place for the Zumba class. And I'm like, looking at him and oh, aren't you the instructor? Hell no, I'm not the instructor. 
<laughs> I said, I'm here for the class. You See, know, there again, you look good. I went to Zumba classes here in Pekin, and I'm here to say Zumba is not easy. No, it's not easy. It's, hey, it's I struggled. Fun. It's fun, but it's not easy. And when apparently when I started, everybody else had already been doing it for a while because everybody knew the dance and nobody, not one single person cared to show me anything. I had to learn it on my own and I quit it. Oh, well, you see, you had the wrong attitude. You know what I, I did? did have the wrong. I'm attitude. in the, I'm, I, I asked in, for help. I didn't ask for help. I got in the front row and I just wanted Deb Rockman when they do Z- Zumba, she would, you, she would not, it, she, the way they taught it for us is they just did the motions and she kind of counted it out. She'd look directly and work with people kind of like she's in the center, but she did the thing, but she could count out and she would tell you, we're going to the left. It didn't matter how many times you've been well, that's there. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They were already, this whole class must have been way out there because she wasn't doing any of that. She was up front with her back to you and she turned on the music and everybody just started. Oh, you got it. a bad, inst- you got a bad instructor. She did this every time. It didn't matter if we were all new, we could all be doing, um, we could have all been there six weeks in a row didn't matter she did that's how she teaches she counts it out she does it so because and the other thing is too her idea is if you don't remember it who cares the important thing is you move you're not supposed don't be perfect I did my own stuff they laughed at me I would they would be doing one way and I would be going the other way and I didn't care because I was moving and it was my attitude it was having fun I'm with other women um and once you that I once people with me, and instead of having my defenses up, I would go in that this is for me. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make it for, I'm going to make this my class. And then else, but you know what happens when I, when I say screw everybody else, that means I don't care what they think. I'm going to, I'm paying for this. I'm coming to this. I'm making the time for, I'm going to get what I want out of it because I mindset, I want results. I want to have goals. I want to enjoy this. And the thing is, if I don't, I'll leave, but I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to leave. Let them leave. I, so I just, I kept going and I, they laughed at, you know, it's like, what you doing? And I'm like, Hey, I don't know. And they're like, and then, and then, and then they would say, you know, they'd say, do whoop, whoop. And I'd be going whoop, whoop, you know, and it, 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 it's getting out of your box, I guess. And I got out of my box as I lost my weight and I got more confidence and I kind of like who I was becoming because it made me confident and I'm confident to go to the gym. I'm confident to go get that job. I'm confident to go make that, meet that friend, um, to go to Florida, you know, by myself and start a new life. Um, that beginning confidence of saying, I'm going to take this Zumba class. I'm going to make this my class. And then I walk out the door and the rest of the world is mine. That's my attitude. It's like, and, and it wasn't me before. I was not like that before. Okay, and this, Carol, you got to slow down. Yeah, we want, we want to give <laughs> steps because not okay. everybody has your bubbly, happy personality. And I know for sure that you haven't always been that way. Oh no, uh. Uh-uh. So we we need to get real here so that we can help these women. Okay. Um. You, you guys. She. 
has had a rough time of it. She and I'm so proud of her. Oh. And she's super excited, and she should be. <laughs> There's a lot of things in her life that she has accomplished on her own. And I, I'm here to tell you that that does take willpower. And it's not easy. So if she sounds like it was easy, she's full of shit. It wasn't easy. <laughs> You're right. Okay? It's easy now because she got through those things so why don't we talk about what you did to get through those things and it can't be I just didn't give a shit because there's a whole <laughs> lot of people out there that do give a shit what okay. other people think not that that's right and we want to teach them not to give a shit but that's easier said than done well, there's another way to phrase it, and I would call it getting rid of toxic. Um, it's like uh, a toxic um, relationship, a toxic job, a toxic habit, um, uh, or minimize the toxic. Um, to, that helps um, if you can get that out of your head. And a way to help you do that is, um, like with me, is you got to have time by yourself to get clarity so you can make a plan in your head. And it's not like I go out and I walk and I make a plan. You will be surprised when you're away from everybody else, you got your music on or your podcast or you're just silence and your mind just starts coming up with all kinds of things. And, um, and you decide like, well, I don't want that anymore. Well, Carol, you don't have to have that anymore. Really? Hmm. And it's not like I go back in the house and say, I'm not having this anymore, but it was a process. Okay, having, so what's step one? It's, it's getting clarity. Um, it, I would call it getting clarity, set, getting ready to set, get your mindset. Um, you don't just set your mind, but you, you, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I don't know if it's, I would call it getting your time first or getting ready toxic first or getting clarity. There's three things there that kind of happen close to each other and I don't know which one comes See, first you know to me there's not even a beginning until you want it yeah you, but there's you, but there's there's some little things that have to happen before that because um, sometimes sometimes yeah. it may take a rude awakening yeah, it may that take can. a health problem it may yeah. it may take you getting really embarrassed by something that somebody has said it, it, it can be any of those things, but it can also be that you just all of a sudden have decided, you know, cause I know people that like have smoked for years and I don't care what you say to them. And I I'm one of them that has tried to get several people to quit smoking and it does doesn't matter how I tell them because I, I was a smoker, but I was just a social smoker. Um, but my mom died of lung cancer and it was a very painful, horrible death. And while she was going through that death, she looked at me and she said, please don't ever smoke again. Which, like I said, I was only a social smoker. I didn't buy cigarettes. I didn't have any at home. 
Um, I would not be that one that walked outside of a building for a cigarette break when it was freezing cold out or raining or whatever. I never even smoked during the day. It was if I got on the phone with somebody or if I was um, out on the porch and a friend came over and they smoked and they would just give me one. But regardless, she made me promise that I wouldn't smoke. And I can honestly tell you that I was an addict, but I didn't, I don't know how, since I didn't do it very often and I never craved it. Maybe it was just a thing that I couldn't do it anymore because I made that promise. That's what made me feel like an addict. But I I can tell you, I had to find several things that were disgusting to me to make me quit, like forever. So one of them was, and maybe it was a divine power helping me, I don't know. But I was on my way to work, and I was at a stoplight, and I swear to God, when I'm sitting at a stoplight, if there's a car next to me, I don't look over at them. I'm always looking ahead to make sure nobody's running lights coming across, or, you know, when it's time to go or whatever. So when I'm in a stoplight, I look in both my rear view mirrors, I mean, my side mirrors and then my rear view mirror, and then straight ahead. And this particular day, I happened to look over to my right at the car. And here was this woman, very pretty woman, that had her windows up. She had a cigarette sticking out of her mouth. All the smoke was going up her face and into her hair. And she was putting mascara on while she was waiting. And I'm thinking, that is gross. I'm watching this go uh, over. And she doesn't even have it cracked a little bit. And that made me sick. Just, I mean, not throwing up sick, but just like, ew. Her hair's got to smell really bad. The car's got to smell really bad. She's not only inhaling smoke, but then she's doing secondhand smoke too. That's killing her. And I kept that in my head, that scene right there. And that sounds menial to some people, like that was easy. But that was a horrible thing for me to see. It, it looked gross. And I thought, I, I wonder if anybody ever pays attention to what people look like doing that. But I stopped just like that. And I remembered that I maybe two times in a couple months did I have the urge when somebody else sat there in front of me and, you know, talking and had one. And then I went, nope, nope. All I had to do was think about what that lady looked like and what, what I promised my mom. Well, well, maybe what you maybe mindset should be the first thing. But it's and, like, it's like you got to find, but it's up to your own personal, you know, your own person to find out what it's, what is it going to take? You got to ask yourself, okay, what's it going to take to change my mind? You know, was, and, and that was, you know, I don't know, I can't even tell you what it got to change my mind, but it's, it's almost like all the dots were connected all remember, of a sudden. You don't remember. It was, it, it was, the, it was. It was the lunch lady pants. I know that for sure. I remember bending over in the end of the school year 
And I, I, that's probably my big mindset there. It's, it wasn't the doctor because I would have done that right away, but it was the lunch lady pant thing. In May, I couldn't bend over and breathe and tie my shoe. I couldn't do my pants first. I put my pants on, tie, tie my shoes, you know, and then I would put button my pants because they were so tight that I couldn't breathe. And do, the buttons would snap. And so I knew it, it was like, wow, it's going to, it's school's going to start, you know, like August 2nd. Cause that's how Morton is. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's July and it's like, wow, it's already my birthday and it's July 7th already. And school's going to start and I'm not into my, you know, thinner lunch lady pants. So I'm like, I need to start. And I think that's where I got, it was going back to work, wearing the pants. It was about my comfort. It was about the price of the pants, finding the pants, being embarrassed to go to the cashier with my, whatever size comes next pants, um, and do I really want to keep going up? It's like, wow, you know, is, is that your goal is to not get past 1820? Wow. <laughs> so I had a different mindset. Let's try something different. Let's, let's go down a little bit just to be comfortable. And the next thing, you know, what I was doing was working as far as my food choices, but I did baby steps. I didn't do it all at once. Cause you got to remember it didn't, Come, okay, come so on, all at once. We got to do step two then. Okay. So if step one is, it's getting really confusing here. Okay. I think first of all, you have to want to do it. Second okay. of all, you have to create the right mindset. Mindset. Yep. Okay. The number three is you got to start. You, you have to have, have a... Re- realistic you have plan to start you've got to start number four is that you you need a buddy some kind of buddy system whether Ooh. and i don't necessarily mean somebody that's every day going to call you and say did you do this i'm talking about on those days that you're having a bad time that you can call somebody and say hey i I know I need to do this, but I'm really not feeling like it. There might be a very small minority group, though, of might lone be. wolves. Yeah, because I was a lone wolf. I did everything on my own, and nobody even knew until I got on. I got my. I put my before and after on Facebook. It was the first time I was on Facebook. One of my first posts. My daughter Emily helped me do it. Let's do a before after picture, and bam! All my family and friends that hadn't seen me was like, wow. And then at the school, the one mom comes up to me and goes, excuse me. But I, me and the other moms wanted to know, are you the same crossing guard from last year? Are you, are you Mrs. Curry? I'm like, yeah, I'm Mrs. Curry. Because not only did I lose the 96 pounds, but uh, like I said, I was invisible, you know, but I made a dramatic weight loss. I colored my hair dark too. And so I'm out there in August and um, I dropped another almost 30 pounds over the summer. And I said, yes, I'm Mrs. Curry. The next thing you know, every, every mom coming through the crossing guard wants to know how I lost my weight. <laughs> so, so I would, but I was a lone wolf. Nobody knew. And because I had my mindset and I had my own plan. So there's a few people out there that like to do their own thing. But there's also, yes, there's a lot of people. And now I'm one of those, like, I don't like to necessarily work out with somebody, but I do rely on my Facebook people. I do rely on uh, my gym people. And 
for inspiration and motivation. Uh, that came later for me, but yes, I get that part. Mine just came and later. And I think if you're honest with yourself, because almost every single day I see a, a new post of your beautiful figure on Facebook and your stories, um, you're getting affirmations from that. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, I think that really helps. So you're getting them and probably even from some strangers, but Oh, yeah. <laughs> those women out there that aren't on Facebook or on, aren't on Instagram that people are going to say something, they need to find their own af- affirmations and post them somewhere where they can see it. Exactly. And the other thing, too, it's not also with the the there's if if you're not a Facebook person, but I do say. If you can get on the internet, Facebook, I've on a lot of groups of women doing their own thing, losing their weight and they inspire and motivate each other. But I want to tell you, I get so many, especially after COVID and people went out there with their own stuff to help connect with other humans, because it's like, I used to go to the gym and I, I did videos. Oh my God, you got to see my shelter in videos. I did up North at my uh, boss's personal gym. I was going insane. You can see my, you can see my mind slowly going and my going into insanity while I was being sheltered in with my, with my boss. But, um, but uh, I get motivation from women and I love to see their before after pictures and their stories. And I love to like them and, and watch them and see how they do it because I take stuff from they do call me selfish, but I'm like, wow, how'd you do that? Or they say it. And I do that. And it helps change me up and keep it fresh and um, keep me going to do new things. There again, ladies, she has the personality where she's not afraid to go out and talk to people. Well, this is on Facebook, though. Regardless, you still aren't afraid to reach out. So you don't have a rejection problem. Oh, I've been rejected, though. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Rejection problem. So for those of you, first of all, I want to bring this up, um, that don't want to pay for a personal trainer, that don't want to go to a gym because you're afraid of being judged or you're embarrassed, whatever the reason is, I do want you to know that there are a lot of free workouts on, on your computer at home which I know sometimes it can be a little bit harder if you're at home doing it by yourself, but it can also be easier because you don't have to worry about anybody seeing you. The hardest part's going to be getting to do it because part of the gym thing, it's kind of, kind of like going to church churches isn't you can pray anywhere. You know, you don't have to go to church to pray. The purpose of a church is for support of other people the same way with the gym. You can have that gym equipment at home. But if you go to a gym where there's other people, there's there's kind of a support system. Or there can be. But there's motivation because you see other people doing things. So just so you know, there is alternatives where you don't have to spend money, where you can get on your computer and you can get free workouts and you can work out with whoever's on there 
in in the privacy of your room, but naked if that's what you want to do. <laughs> Nobody's going to see you. You can you can freaking put on a radio or get something off of Amazon Music or Spotify or whatever and just start out by dancing. That's one of the things that I did. Or you can I, just go for a walk. Just get, go walk, you know. Right. Get dancing, started. Dancing, though, is a really good way of losing weight. I know people that take ballroom dancing that have dropped 100 pounds. So dancing, if, if you're at home and you're by yourself and you want to run through the house and just dance and put that music up or whatever. So what's going to happen is once you start doing that stuff, your adrenaline starts going up. And that will save you every time is getting your adrenaline up and then get motivated. So there are other options out there if you either can't afford to spend the money at a gym or have a private trainer or you don't feel comfortable doing that. And I just wanted people to know that there is those other options out there. Oh, yeah. Well, they're also like if I do a before after post and I tell my story again, um, I'll get instant messages or comments from ladies and I'll I'll they'll be like, how did you do it? How did you do it? And I will tell them. You know, I've even had them say, I'll pay for you to be a personal trainer. I'm like, no, you don't, I don't want to be a personal trainer because I don't want to be responsible um, to have to, because I, I, I like, I think I'm selfish with my own workouts that if I was to, to teach or do something like that, because I used to be an instructor, it would take away, I wouldn't want to do my workout. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of scared that it would take away, but but the point is, I, I, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to show, tell them about the meals. I had my own personal trainer. I learned from him. Um, and I think somebody should, you know what? I don't care if you're heavy or not. If you go into a gym with a personal trainer, I'm telling you right now, people will look at you and you can gain your confidence that way. If you go in and even with a buddy, like I see, but go in with a personal trainer showing you how to do stuff and everything. Um, you'll have confidence because you're gonna you're learning how to do the machines and you don't have to ask. And you only need a personal trainer one or two times. You don't have to have them all the time. But they're valuable for nutrition and they're valuable for exercises. And they're valuable just to have them with you in the gym to help you with your confidence. I mean, even though I was confident when I had Connor with me, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I thought I was special. And I, you know what? And well, it was maybe like, you I, were special because every gym that I went <laughs> to, if I wanted a personal trainer, I had to pay for him. I paid for Connor. I okay, paid. So I, I'm talking to women who don't have the money to do that. Oh, for free. But there's also gyms like per, Planet Fitness now does free personal training. Um, my gym, well, uh, I think Impact Fitness, they're not free. But if you have a question on how to use a machine or something, they will help you with that. But they say a lot of people don't even want to ask. They, they get intimidated by the machines and they leave. And But they want you to join. They want you to have success because, you know, that's their business is gyms to make success is to have you come repeatedly. They want you to keep coming back. But if you're not getting the help you need, you're not going to come back. So they should be kissing your butt, helping you. But if they're not, that that's not a good gym, you know, okay, and, you that's, and so, that's not your fault. And that's not your fault. It's the gym's fault. Okay. So here you go again, guys. 
she's talking about gyms that she knows, and these aren't ones that you guys would know. Possibly you're not in her area or my area. So what I want to put out there and if Carol or you want to call her CJ, whatever, um, <laughs> wants to help out. I, first of all, I just want to say that I do. I am a nutritionist. I am certified. Um, and I don't mind giving personal training. And if you can't afford it and you have questions, you can always DM me. Um, Instagram, I am struggle underscore winner. Um, CJ, if you want to give your information out on Facebook, if people are on Facebook to DM you, that's up to you. Oh, yeah. No. CJ, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, Curry, C-U-R-R-Y. You can, um, you can, uh, I'm public, so you can ask to be a friend or not. And I, you can instant message me or you can find a post, make a comment and uh, get me that way. So that's, and I'm on Instagram and I think I'm under CJ Curry mom, but a lot of my fitness, I, my page is a lot more of fitness and motivational kind of stuff. And I use it to help document. It's like my journal actually, because when my memories pop up, it motivates me. It's like, wow, I've been doing this four years, you know, so that it's kind of like my journal. It's a fast, easy way to journal. I forget okay, so people. I forget people are even looking at it half the time when I post. It's my journal. Right. Okay. So um, the other thing that uh, we need to address is some nutrition real quick. And we have about 15 minutes. What one of the things they was earlier, CJ brought up and, and it's okay. She had to start. I learned later on too. I did the same thing. I bought the lean cuisines. Okay. First of all, you guys need to know that lean cuisine doesn't mean they're healthy. It means they're small portions. If you actually read the ingredients, they're really not healthy ingredients. So if you're going to have to start yeah, no. learning, learning how to read ingredients. Um, but lean cuisine and what was that other one? Um, smart ones. Yeah, smart ones. Both of them are portion controlled. And there's nothing wrong with you learning how to use portions. And I can help you with that too. And maybe CJ can, but I actually have portion packs that I can actually send to you if you need them. But portion control really, really, really does help you to start out with. Um, so it, it's okay. But then we need to learn what's in those things because some people will find out that they're even though they're losing weight they still don't and that's because those aren't really healthy yeah so, i don't even hardly eat though i don't i mean and unless i, I need to jump either. start yeah right. if i need to jump start a little weight loss thing if i'm feeling pudgy or something right. in my head I right. go back to square one and it's my portion controls that it gets me back. I would, I used right. to eat two of, I, when I started, I would eat two at a time because I was a big girl <laughs> and a salad. Right. <laughs> Those are little portions. So, and it does, it does, it is a good help, um, jump start. So we, I just wanted to make that clear to everybody. It's a tool. It, it is, and it's okay to start out that way. Just remember that you are still going to have to learn to read ingredients. And you can also get some of that stuff free online. 
Um, and I, I can help you with some of them, CJ. I don't know if you're go to or not. Um, you can always ask. I can figure something out. Right. I also and know we, a personal trainer up north. He He's a certified personal trainer and I go to him for help. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So come to us and if we don't have the answer, we'll find it for you. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. What's networking? Not, what's networking? It, no, I said it's like networking. It's like, you know, you find that's what helps you navigate yourself through your weight losses by networking through other people and right. like people to get right. your answers you need. Right. Okay. Well, I think that's what we're going to just stop with today. Um, probably a lot of information. I hope we didn't confuse you. Um, also, I wanted to remind you that you there is a part on where you can send us messages asking questions um, on Spotify, I know for sure. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also make comments so you can ask questions and both of us can try to look at those and see if there's any, but Spotify actually has a section that says, ask me a question. And so you guys can ask those questions and then our next episode that we do, we can answer those questions. If you don't want to personally DM it, either one of us, I kind of like, I would like to to hear some of those questions and bring them out loud on the podcast so people know that number one they can do that number two they might be a question they're afraid to ask so anyway um do you have anything else to say um no i'm very passionate about this so if i get excitable that's because i'm passionate <laughs> oh and it's okay because you need to be passionate Oh, I can't. It's like, I just want everybody. It's like the fountain of youth. It's like you drop that weight, you get that energy and you just have no idea how it changes your life. It, it's just, it's not about even your appearance and your health. It, it can just change your life and you wake up, you know, I woke up dancing a little bit by what's his name? Nelly. Oh yeah. I love that song. I woke up dancing to Nelly. It was, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? And it's like, you're enjoying life, baby. Have a good time. <laughs> okay. I'm crazy. I had my door shut and the blinds closed, but like you said about the dancing thing, I just, you know, if you can wake up dancing, I'm not being corny or anything, but it's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. It's really awesome. <laughs> and I love it. I love it when I have the house to myself and I can just turn on songs I love and just dance stupidly. It doesn't matter. I'm moving. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest things is you got to move. You got to start moving. I don't care if it's dancing, walking, running, swimming. Swimming's a really good thing to do. If you got and the it's right. Babe, right. It's in its baby. I did that too. It's baby steps. Once you start with the walking and you can get yourself, you'll get the confidence to get yourself to a gym or to do a rock climbing gym or a dance class, a yoga class. Oh gosh, start off with yoga, do some walking outside and go to a yoga class or go to a pio class, you know, all and kinds of nice things. You guys, things. just so you know, there's different types of yoga um, because I teach yoga and it's not, 
meditation yoga. It's strengthening and toning yoga. And it's not easy, but at the beginning, I teach you the different ways. But I've had women coming in thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be really super easy. And they cannot believe how sore they get. <laughs> And what I like they that can't, yoga. Yeah, and what they can't do, <laughs> what their body refuses to do, because it is, again, baby steps. So, but it's, it isn't meditation yoga. So, just so you guys know, not that that's bad. I'm just saying that that's not like a weight loss thing with meditation. It's more oh, of a. There's one little thing I'll tell you is I've, I've been telling one of my friends, it's like I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the time to work out. They think they got to do. 30 minutes to, you know, it's like, no, you only got, you, you don't have time. Get 10 minutes. This is a waste of time. No, do 10 minutes on the bike. So you do 10 minutes on the bike. The next day you do 12 minutes on the bike. You have to incorporate it into your life. If you don't expect to put a big chunk of workout right off the bat, give yourself 10 minutes when you wake up in the morning before or after your coffee or whatever you do and get that 10 minutes in. The next thing you know, you're doing 15, you're doing 30. That's what happened to me. Small increments of time. I started out with 30 though for me, but depending on your time, 30 is not a waste. Now I'm, I can be, at the, I run for an hour and a half. I'm at the gym for another two hours if I want to on certain days. I implement it, incorporate it into my life. And it, it takes baby steps to do that as well, because time is what a lot of people say they don't have enough okay. of. Okay. And then in saying that, ladies, I know a lot of you who sit at home at night and watch TV. Yay! And, here, and here's, <laughs> yeah, but you work out. Here's yeah. what I'm going to say. There is no reason why you can't. And the, I hear from what I understand, even that some Goodwills and stuff like that, they have some weights. But if you buy yourself, and especially if you're just going to start hand weights at five pounds to start out with, while you're sitting there watching TV, you can be lifting weights to strengthen your arms and strengthen your shoulders and strengthen your back. Or resistance bands. Or resistance bands. They're excellent. They're excellent. And you can, they're inexpensive, get them off the internet and they're very portable. You can take them everywhere. Right. So this is, I'm talking about if they're just sitting at home, just keep, you need to keep them right there in that chair you're sitting and watching TV right next to it. Oh yeah. And they're easy to take to your bedroom too, to do some resistance bands before you go to bed at night too. Right. <laughs> so very mobile. We, we have all kinds of answers that we can give you that you can do. If you really want to do it. There's no excuses is what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. No excuses. So with that, um, thank you so much, Carol. Um, I think this one was your idea. I'm probably the next one's going to have to be mine. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have a few ideas, but um, I'm not even going to give um, a spoiler. Okay. So... We love you guys. We appreciate that you have been coming and listening to us. Please spread the word as much as possible. Send us messages. Send us DMs if you have questions. You got to add anything, Carol? Nope. But you know what? You're not going to get anywhere if you don't reach out. And, you know, you can do it anonymously through uh, Christy and I, um, you, you know, or you can... Um, 
you know, we give you some resources or if you don't know any, we can help you get some resources and, and um, you just gotta, you just gotta make that move and just remember baby steps. It's not going to be done in one day and it goes by fast. It really does. Okay. Well, good luck ladies. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. Have a good night, Carol. Good night. Good night. <laughs> La 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 la